Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Welcome to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. Hooray! This podcast is made possible by the lovely people at the British Comedy Guide who host it, Love Lily. Hooray! And also our wonderful subscribers and supporters on Patreon. Haboom! (laughs) No, 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 they're good too. Oh, hooray! They're really good, they're really good, okay, they're amazing. And we have some plots so far by members of our secret gang on Patreon. First up, Gareth Edwards. Half a dozen Brummies are digging a tunnel system through an overhanging cliff to create the set of the fugitive. (laughs) The girl one, Matilda, offers the rest a mint humbug. Mm. They refuse, as they've all heard Ginger Bee sting. (laughs) She throws the sweets away, which will apparently have consequences in Chapter 10, and I, for one, can't wait. The next plot so far is by Dave Hart. Six workers are toiling hard underground, laying water pipes under a cliff. Mm -hmm. In in a cliff. First they do it in the dark, then they do it in the light. (laughs) Then they wonder why they're doing it at all and want to go home. Good. (laughs) Matilda, the only woman in the team, Mm -hmm. offers the workers a humbug from her undercrackers. (laughs) Which they decline. And this plot so far is by Rose Parsons. Some men... A woman and a boy were digging a tunnel in a cliff. Was there a boy? Because <laughs> maybe she meets the one who's, who lives with his parents. She's just assuming he's a child. What? <laughs> All right, yeah. Some men, a woman and a boy, were digging a tunnel in a cliff when the lights cut out. But an irritable Brummy was really annoyed about this, but equally annoyed when they came back on. <laughs> to cheer everyone up, Matilda the Mint Lady got out a sack of mints. <laughs> But since none of her five colleagues wanted to eat mints whilst digging a scary tunnel, she threw them all away, the mint idiot. (laughs) This was apparently a disastrous decision, although we won't find out why until chapter 10. They're definitely going to die, though. I think this is what literature experts call subtle foreshadowing. Mm, Thank you. So last week we heard the prologue of your story about some humans digging pipe holes, right? Pipe holes, correct, pipe yes. Holes, yeah. And now we're going to get started with the real beginning of this story, chapter one. The living dead went the wrong way, humanoid mole people's first attack. Eric Jenkins was, quite frankly, too old to be going to the cinema to watch films... Uh, just uh, 
you know, some. I mean, we all do this. Like, you know, you you have ideas and you reuse them, especially when you know whatever you had the idea in, you didn't finish or it didn't get made or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like with drilling, for example. <laughs> you're like, well, hey, no one ever made Tardis's five. Why shouldn't I write another script about drilling? Uh, or you know, me, I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll put a thing about giant anchorage from outer space. You know, yes. we've, we've talked about it a lot, but until it became an episode, now I've I've let it go. You know, I still mention it a lot, but I don't go, oh, what if this was about giant anchors from outer space? Because we've done that now. Yeah. But until you find that place, you keep you keep, keep using keep it. Going and you keep trying. You're like, maybe this is the place for a film called Revenge of the Homosexual Nuns from Outer Space. <laughs> when have I used that before? No, it was something different. It was, it was just a similar... It was a film that... Uh, well, they're, they're Nigel, Nigel and, you know, and watching in... Derek, I think, watched right, in the yeah. bus story, which was um, verse, it was homosexual something versus something else. Wow. But you liked, you thought a, a hilarious film title would be something that mentioned homosexual. <laughs> you're like, that is, that's my joke, done. So, <laughs> but here you've gone further, you're like, not just homosexuals, but homosexual nuns. Hilarious. <laughs> I don't think I knew what a nun was. <laughs> Yeah, got you there, didn't I? Of course you did. <laughs> I was going to say homosexual then. <laughs> uh, none was better, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think you knew what both of them were, but only on a very superficial level. Yeah. Like you knew nuns were those religious people that wore black and white, and you knew homosexuals were men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was another word for men. Oh, actually, something's crossed out here. Man nuns. <laughs> It's a homosexual man nun. <laughs> but nuns is, an, uh, is a replacement. It looks like it said homosexual nadges. <laughs> but, I mean, tell me what you think. Nadges. Nazis. Nazis, that's what it is. Although I, I feel like it's it's Nazis versus homosexuals in the bus story. They're not homosexual Nazis. But they're just your two words that you like using that you put together in some way in a film tile, right? Yeah, well, they're quite similar nuns and Nazis, aren't they? <laughs> when you get down to brass Almost stacks. exactly the same. Both of them believe in genocidal murder. Yeah, both yep. were outfits. <laughs> a lot of black. They like yeah. a lot of black. Yeah. It's childish, people would say to him. And be mature. Have some sophistication. Oh, so he doesn't no think he doesn't think he's too old to be watching the homosexual nuns from outer space. No, no, he he loves that kind of thing, mm -hmm. but other people tell him off for it. Yeah, you're setting up uh, a character who revels in his in what he likes. Yeah. Probably from your own experience of really really liking Doctor and everyone else telling you you're a moron. Yeah. <laughs> As Eric walked home from visiting the cinema, visiting the cinema, <laughs> he didn't watch a film. He's like, so uh, how have you been recently, uh, cinema? Have you I've been, been showing some I, movies. Uh... I brought you these flowers and chocolates. Oh, okay, bye, see you later. That's the trouble. I see when I, when I improvise characters saying stuff, I seem to have got into the habit of them having to say bye. Yeah, no. And because of that, I then want to, I had to stop myself then. Yeah. I then want to say milk. Why? And that's your fault. That's your fault for you've indoctrinated me with your goodbye scenes. Now, any time a character says something, I have to go, okay, bye, at the end of it. We'll have to do, like, we'll have to do George Lucas, um, uh, Can Live Ever, you know, because there's that big long bye scene in it, and she's got to add loads and loads of milk to it. George Lucas has recently gone back to all his starred movies and added the word milk every time anyone leaves a scene. <laughs> milk. Yes. Oh, 15,000 when we get to older on milk. <laughs> yes. I am your father, milk. Me. <laughs> no! And he jumps off and as he falls down that, that, that air shaft, he just goes, milk. <laughs> that'd, be a good, that'd be a good milk scene. Great milk. <laughs> milk. <laughs> milk. Um, of course, Yoda says milk 
when he arrives. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. Milk, I will say. <laughs> Clem. Yeah. <laughs> Klim, what are we talking about now, Yoda? Klim, hello. <laughs> what? They've taken, taken my way of speaking too far. I have. Klim. <laughs> so we should have callbacks about Melden. <laughs> okay, Yoda, I came here to learn your wisdom, but I think I've come to the wrong place. Mm. Klim, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm off now. Klim, hello. Klim, hello. Klim, hello. Klim, hello. It's Dermy Klim. It's a Dalek doing it, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Baker just turned oh, yeah, up. Yeah, but he's—I he, mean, he is Darth playing Vader, Darth Vader, yeah. so that's okay. Yeah, well, right. one of the Daleks is playing C-3PO. <laughs> no, no, what's the short one? C-2PO. <laughs> <laughs> so we're with Eric Jenkins, mm-hmm. the human protagonist. He's just been to see a movie about mole people. Brilliant. It is interesting. Check. There's better be interesting now. It, 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 it will be. I've never let you down yet. No. It is interesting to note that the 1,061 humanoid mole people films produced in the 60s were not made by one company. In fact, 1,060 companies used the idea, ripping each other off because practically nobody had an imagination of their own back then. Yeah. Yeah, stupid 1960s people. Yeah. (laughs) Rubbish imaginations. Look at me in my mole book. (laughs) I'm much better. Only one company... Shady Productions Limited mm-hmm. made two humanoid mole people movies. The second one they made was not a sequel. The first one was so insignificant that they'd forgotten about it after a week <laughs> and made what they assumed was their first the following month. It's <laughs> impressive, isn't it? This is actually kind of like almost like a satire on what <laughs> films are like now. Yeah. Their first film was so shit and boring that they forgot they'd done, done it and it. rebooted it by accident. No, it's, it's not a reboot. What do you mean, a reboot? Well, you made this film before. Oh, Did we? Oh, what do we it's almost shot for shot the same film. Oh, oh, we weren't really paying attention. Stupid humanoid mole people films. <laughs> I mean, if you replace the phrase humanoid mole people with superhero, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like a million superhero movies have been made and they were all rubbish because no one had imagination and they needed, needed to use the imagination of people from the 60s. The first one was better. Oh, shit. It is also interesting to note that this beak... This beak is about... <laughs> this, this book. book. This book, For yes. fuck's sake. You've got it in your hands. And you're going, what do you think you're reading? A beak? What do you think you're reading? A beak? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what well, to the library? I am. You've I've written checked it out on, four beaks. You wrote it on a pelican. It's not my fault. Well, no, it's because you've gone meta. I, I mean, I thought you were still talking about humanoid mole people. I didn't know you'd gone, oh, this Moles book, don't this have book. beaks. <laughs> Birds. And then what about what about um, duck build platy mole? Ah, okay, you got me there. Yeah, yeah I've got you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's interesting to note that this beak. <laughs> You're I just mean, doing but... it in a Scottish accent. It's a very interesting beak you've written there, Doctor Who. Well, well, and you've been reading a beak. <laughs> Scottish accent. Yeah. If you're, if you're Scottish and you're listening to this and you say beak and like to go to the library to read beaks, then do get in contact with us. <laughs> and you're us. not talking about birds with things written on them. Yeah. It is also interesting to note that this book is about humanoid mole people. And so you may think that you recognise the storyline. You do. 
this is also a complete rip-off. It is based on Shady Productions Limited's um, second humanoid mole that's people's That's their bad movies. one. That is their bad one, yeah. yeah. Yes, I did say the first one was insignificant. What? No, you didn't. They said it was better. The first one was insignificant and it was better. Yet better. There you go. So you, you want to finish reading sentences, don't you? Well, you but you didn't say... It's like say. you've never read a beak before. You, <laughs> but you didn't say it was insignificant. You said they it forgot does, about it. It says it was insignificant. Yeah, they forgot about oh, it. Oh, so it insignificant that they forgot. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes, I did say that the first one was insignificant. Yet yeah. better. Therefore, it is advisable to not expect a plot. All that really happens is the humanoid mole people emerge from the ground and kill people. Mm. And it is at Eric Jenkins' house that the invasion begins. <sighs> dun, dun, dun! Time for a drink. Humanoid mole people coming out the floor. <laughs> oh, not another mole. Oh, no, another mole person to come out my floor. You'd think that like, if you loved humanoid mole people movies, maybe you'd be quite excited by the prospect of it happening for real. Yeah. He yeah. certainly... I guess he's certainly best placed to uh, to survive. He knows. Yeah. He knows all about crosses. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I started yawning. <laughs> really enjoying your story. <laughs> yeah. I heard. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how true this is. I think it is. Um, you actually yawn when you're interested, not when you're bored, because you yawn to get more oxygen to your brain. So when you are tired, but you uh-huh. like something happens that you want to devote brain power to, it makes you more likely to yawn. So if someone is listening to you and mm-hmm. yawning, they're more likely to be interested in what you're saying rather than bored. Right. And the idea that people yawn when they're bored is a complete fallacy because you don't. You yawn because you're tired. Well, um, what they taught us at a drama school yeah. was... Um, how to, how how to, to act. act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks. How'd you know that? Thanks for joining in. How'd you know that? Thanks for adding your knowledge to the, to the pot. No, what do they teach you at drama uh, the the yawning is is it's, it's, it's a release. It's like um if you like if you do loads of exercise, the yawn will come out because you've actually released um uh, tension. Okay. Mm. Which which I know is definitely true because like we used to have to like do loads of like go out and chewing and stuff like that, and then you'd yawn. <laughs> That's called lunch. <laughs> Yeah, like we'd go in, we'd learn acting for three hours, and then we'd have to do chewing practice. <laughs> and they'd give us different things every day. Sometimes yeah. we'd have a choice, like I'd have a sausage sandwich or something, do chewing practice, yeah. and then we'd have swallowing, <laughs> swallowing practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An hour of chewing a day is weird. Yeah, so I'm going to go to the chewing room now. <laughs> Uh, we do a bit more acting and then we have to do uh, alcohol drinking yeah. practice and then sleeping practice. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric Jenkins has walked back from the cinema and is arriving home. Ooh. Eric opened the front gate which led to his home. He wasn't married but was intending to get hitched in a few months. I wonder if he's like chosen who yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to get married in May. Um, have you got a girlfriend? No, but, you know, if that's a few months. I can probably find someone in that time, can't I? I've been online, <laughs> and I've seen one I like. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's called Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want that one, please. Yeah, uh, uh, where do I apply? Yeah. Um, that's not how dating works. You don't mm. just see a picture of a woman and go, I'll have that one, please. In, this is not a grim fairy tale. my favourite movie, Logan's Run. <laughs> yeah. And every fairy tale ever. And then the prince said, oh, I'll have that one. And she got married and lived happy ever after. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's true. I've been listening to fairy tales recently. It's shocking how often a woman is a prize at the end. 
His wife-to-be, it's all right, he's got a wife-to-be. His wife-to-be was Paris Hilton, and he'd never met her. His wife-to-be. <laughs> was not as good as his wife-1A. <laughs> yeah, she's really good. <laughs> his wife-to-be would go insane. No, yeah, I think that's just go ins- inside. Yeah, she would, you know, when it was raining. I don't know, if it was sunny, she'd come out again. <laughs> 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 this was not necessary to know, but Eric wrote it down anyway. His wife-to-be would go inside now he contemplated she would be cooking dinner for him. Yeah. She'd be no, up. now... Oh, it's just a... His wife-to-be his wife would, would be inside now. He contemplated... This is a missing yeah. comma, isn't it? She would have he finished her shift out to the wall shop and be home doing the ironing and cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He contemplated. contemplated. Uh, she would be cooking dinner for him. He grinned. And skipped up the path, happy that he was living in the kind of world where his wife did all the things for him. Yeah. Well, women do cook as well. I mean, it's sometimes, yeah. Maybe it's her turn. Maybe it's her day. He cooked yesterday and he's cooking tomorrow. She's cooking today. He grinned and skipped up the path to the front door. The house itself was totally detached. Oh, wow. Totally. (laughs) He lives in a floating house. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, he had to tie it down. Uh, it was totally detached and very blue. The TARDIS? Does... He lives in the fucking TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, it's totally detached. And was always spinning around going warp, warp. <laughs> it had blue window frames, doors, walls, Darks. and a blue garage. <laughs> blue Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> Eric could almost taste the meal ahead as he unlocked the door and pushed it open, knocking his wife's dismembered head across the hall Whoa! and into the broom cupboard out of sight. Oh, my gosh. Not only has he knocked her dismembered head into the broom cupboard, but he didn't notice that he was doing that. Yes. He just thought it was a regular football yeah. <laughs> that the door hit and then it rolled off. He didn't, he didn't hear it or see it, and there's no blood, obviously, coming out of a dismembered head. Yeah, yeah. He bent into the kitchen... <laughs> I think I may have read that wrong. He went into the kitchen and stared at the large brown mole. Oh, fuck. Hole. Okay. okay. Maybe it's not brown. Well, I mean, mud's brown. Could be a brown hole. Large brown mole hole which didn't match the the blue floor. Oh, no. Tiles, wallpaper and curtains. He really has got a blue house. Blue floor tiles, blue wallpaper, blue curtains. You'd go mad if everything was just like blue. You'd go insane. He stared at the pile of mud. He stared at the moving pile of mud. Oh. He stared at the moving pile of mud with, with the muddy coming with out the muddy it. creature clambering out. Okay. He gulped. Seconds later, he was out of his house and on his way to the police station. The mold in my There's a big mold in my house. Help! It is interesting to note mm-hmm. that he overtook several vehicles on the way. Wow. Oh, now, before now, when you've said it is interesting, I've, I've agreed with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid on that last uh, that last note... Moving ones, I'm not gonna, parked cars. I'm diffi- yeah. <laughs> interesting to note that he ran past some stuff. <laughs> stuff but, didn't run on, with him. Hold on a second, that's not interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to note that he overtook a cougar. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to note that he was the Flash. <laughs> interesting to note that he was the Flash and he broke the speed of light and went back in time. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. I love that about the Flash. They just went, oh, you know, this character's kind of boring. Is that all he can do? He can run fast. All right. What if he could run fast through time? (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Let's have him time travel in almost every episode. Brilliant. Nailed it. Chapter 2. 
the humanoid mole people. Poor Stanton Edra was a very enthusiastic humanoid mole teenager. Poor Stanton was a member of the Valandraban Valandraban Valandraban. <laughs> is he digging for Ballerinian, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, digging. They were. No wonder you fight it. It's basically like, it's like they're drills. They aren't are they? their nature's Living drills. drills. Nature's drills. Moles are nature's drills, all right? And that's why you loved writing and drawing pictures of moles. Because you're like, what's the best animal? Well, which one can drill? You could be right, man. Moles can. It could be right. It's true. They are nature's drill. They were the best explorers around. The Tunnel Scouts had a maximum membership of 12, which consisted of three warrior humanoid mole people, two archers, six explorers, and a leader. The leader was called Veltar Yog. Veltar Yog. <laughs> the leader, I'm going to say it again, was called Veltar Yog. <laughs> the leader was called Veltar Yog. And, <laughs> and it was to this humanoid mole person that poor Stanton was now reporting. The tunnel scouts had recently made a very interesting discovery. They were quite used to the Hitman they dong poles. Ah, good. Hitman they dong poles. Yeah. The Hitman they dong poles. Yeah. But they'd never expected to find such a large one as the yellow one. <laughs> oh, I found a very long pole. Yeah. <laughs> it's a particularly long one. <laughs> Look how long this no, it's pole very is. Very long. <laughs> uh, but they never expected to find such a long one as the yellow one. <laughs> Zeppa. <laughs> Zeppa had accidentally burrowed into the other day. Okay, the yellow one that Zeppa accidentally burrowed into the other day. Zeppa burrowed into that big <laughs> dung pole. Whoops. What a massive hit him in the dung pole. Whoops. Whoops a daisy. What such a big, a very big hit him in the dung pole. Not hit him in the dung pole. That's what I Hit him in the dung pole. Hit him and they dung pole. Hit him and they dung pole. Veltar Yogg had decided it was their duty to investigate some more before they returned to the others. And so they'd been scouting around the yellow pole for some days. Well, days. <laughs> Not only was it big, it was very long as well. <laughs> I have, I have, I have scouted the pole, and I have got a report for you. Yeah. Not only is it big, yeah. but it is also long and turgid. Got a very nice girth. This pole. Not only was it big, it was long. I mean, big. It's big. It big. But is it long? It's also long. Is it wide? No. <laughs> it's just big and long. Yeah, they don't have that word. The scouts had set up camp and worked shifts investigating the pole. <laughs> All right, whose turn is it to look at the pole? Three o'clock, okay, it's Steve's yeah. turn. Okay, Steve, luck at the pole. Yeah. I'm luck at the pole. Oh, right. lovely. Right. What All a right. lovely lucky pole. <laughs> okay, John. How big and very long is. <laughs> yeah. John, it's your turn to look at the pole. I'm lucky at the pole. All right. Uh, lung, lung and big. Oh, I've seen bigger. <laughs> it's not that big long. Yeah. Okay, when, when poor Stanton's turn had come, he had set eagerly to work. He looking, made look really hard yeah, at looking it. really hard. He made the second interesting discovery. The first one was that it's big, <laughs> <laughs> but Paul Stanton discovered that it's also long. long. That's what I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, chapter three. Oh. Before the beginning of time, mm -hmm. 
there wasn't any time. <laughs> yes. It's a good line. This was good in some respects. Mm. It meant you'd never miss the bus. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it never turned up, right? No, it should say. Right. Yeah, go on. Before the beginning of time, yeah. there weren't any buses. <laughs> this was good yeah. in some respects, as it meant you'd never miss the bus because there wasn't any no, buses no, to miss. No buses. It had its bad points as well. The bus never started, stopped, left or arrived. And so, naturally, everyone got a little bit confused. <laughs> Fortunately, there weren't too many people around to be confused. Just one family of all powerful beings who couldn't die because they were eternal and were already dead anyway. <laughs> and were alive. And were ghosts. <laughs> they couldn't ghosts. die because they'd already done it and they were dead alive. Mm. The Smiths, as the family of Eternals was called... Brilliant, Godsmith. Well, ...consisted of 26 brothers and sisters. Wow, that's a lot of characters. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> the more notable of the 26 were, of course, God, Satan and Death. There was some dispute about whether Satan and God were really members of the Eternal family, but no one could prove otherwise, because they had no parents, no doctor had delivered them and birth certificates weren't generally available then yeah, generally so so available. what you say there's these 26 eternals who were there from the dawn of time but <laughs> no, two of them wasn't any time at that point yeah or from before from the dawn, the dawn of, of, of time, no time yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but two of them might not have been they might just have been like imposters turning up from <laughs> where <laughs> from some other universe yeah you know the smiths and they just like changed their names a bit yeah anyway the 26 brothers and sisters lived together and shouted at each other a lot but it was generally all good fun, except for the different two. God and Satan really disliked each other. Mm. They shouted loudly, and they shouted all of the time. Wow. The other 24 members were all perfectly happy doing absolutely nothing. But when God challenged Satan to the ultimate game, Satan couldn't really refuse. And so all 26 Eternals were thrown into the game. And the game... Snakes and ladders. <laughs> Yeah, is that all right? Am I right? No. Okay. Well, I'm not no, it's a, it's a, like you said, this is an epic. So, and oh. the game was snakes and ladders. It's not going to give you that real <laughs> epic feel. And the game snakes and big ladders. Well, it's like really big snakes <laughs> and massive ladders. Epic ladders. Yeah, no, no. Long and really, really long yeah. big snakes. Big long snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Never-ending ladders. <laughs> is that it? Is that the game? Yes, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> And the game... Is the game of life? ...was Ludo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. And the game was life. Oh, well, the game That's life. not the game of life. <laughs> not that board game, the game of life. Okay. But the game was life. <laughs> life is a very long and complicated game. First, you set the game up. Big Bang and creation of the planets. Next, everyone chooses their character. When you have your character, you do your job. Brilliant. So, um, so I, I am God. And my character is going to be Steve, all right? <laughs> He is a refuse collector. He gets up really early and then empties your bins and shit, okay? That's my character. Who are you, Satan? I've decided to be the president of America. <laughs> okay, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure this game is fair, okay? Yeah. I, can I change my name? No, no, you can't. You're, you're Steve the refuse oh, collector. Also, you're sacked. <laughs> Get out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> I set the whole of the Secret Service on you and you're dead. Yeah. The main characters develop the planets and evolve the life forms and then obviously enough everyone attempts to win this is done by rolling a double six gaining the most pies gaining the most pies 
Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> That's what it says. It says points, obviously it says points. It doesn't say pie. It. it says pie. Well, maybe it could be a pie-centric game. <laughs> it says pies. <laughs> it's the game of life. You don't get points in life. When was the last time someone gave you points? The only time in real life you get points is if you drive badly, all right? But you get pies all the time. Yeah. No, well, I mean, if it's the game of life, I reckon getting pies. It's the abbreviated win. version of of points. It's, Dev, it says listener, PTS. Listener, it says pies. Pies has I... got four letters in it. There's only three letters there. It says PTS. Yeah, like, like you can spell. Okay, so the winner is the one with the most pies. One of God's first attempts at creating life resulted in the production of humanoid mole people. God wasn't too pleased with them and shelved them away in his stronghold. Satan decided to raid God's stronghold around about the same time, and it happened that during this period he had an alliance with luck. So all these these celestial beings, they are elemental forces, aren't they? They're mm. things like what if we had uh, time and luck and war and, yeah. and until things. he gets to Keith, and then it's just confusing. It's like, <laughs> what are you again? <laughs> oh, I'm Keith. I'm Keith. I'm, Keith. Keith. I'm, I'm an elemental Keith. Hello, well, I'm Keith. Right, <laughs> okay. So, um, during this period, he had an alliance with Luck, which allowed him to roll two sixes. <laughs> so you oh, right, I, I was joking before, but they no, are they do roll dice. dice. Yeah, yeah. He stole the humanoid mole people and kept them as his own. Unfortunately for Satan, they were pretty nice, and he couldn't make them evil. Okay, I get it, yeah. Yeah, so no, um, he couldn't make them evil, no matter how hard he tried. The only way Satan could ever make them true to his own image was for them to die and for him to convert them. Oh. They wouldn't have been any use to him dead, though. Right. So he... <laughs> So when he says convert them, so like basically like put a sticker on them or something that says evil. So like, I've made my moles. <laughs> I killed all my moles, yeah. and then I wrote evil on their faces. Yeah. So now I've got an army of evil moles. Yeah. Okay, evil moles attack. Oh, oh no, they're all dead. Oh, I found a flaw in my. Right, so we just learned that God made moles, mm. Satan stole them and tried mm. to make them evil, but couldn't, followed by some guff about how he could make them evil if they were dead, but then they'd be too dead to be evil. Mm-hmm. That. That's, that's basically what, what the pros just told us. So uh, let's find out what that means. Okay. <laughs> Chapter 5, The Demise of the Non-Believer. But it's true, I tell you, it's true! Listen, Eric, said PC Wilkinson, you have just had a little to drink. You just need to sleep it off. My wife, she might be in trouble. They could kill her. Mm-hmm. Or they might already have killed her and cut her head off. But like when I went in, I knocked it all and it went in the broom cupboard. Eric, Eric, you are getting hysterical. The fact is you have been to the cinema uh, oh, to see another... <laughs> I mean, that was true. The fact is, you have been to the cinema. Okay, would you like another fact? <laughs> another fact is, you are wearing socks. Uh, okay, do you want another fact? All right, well, um, Copenhagen mm, yeah. is in Europe. <laughs> is that right? 
Right, it's a city in Europe, oh, in Scandinavia. God. All right, would you like another fact? The first man in space was actually called a Steve. monkey. Yeah, he was actually called Steve the monkey. Mm. Yuri Gagarin gets all the press, all the all the press for it, but actually it was Steve the monkey. Eric, Eric, uh, the fact is you have been to the cinema to see another film about moles, and you've had something to drink, and generally you're pretty drunk. You're generally drunk, Eric, <laughs> Eric. You are generally quite drunk. Yeah, and also you have not got a we've not got a wife. We're talking about. <laughs> You're drunk. Yeah, fucking. I, I would listen to you more if you had a wife or ever had a friend. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like he's in there a lot. Sounds like this yeah, policeman yeah, knows, this him. knows him. You've been to the cinema yet again. You, you're drunk yeah. again. You've been to see mole movies. Now you're claiming there's moles in your Making house. a wife. Like I remember that that time. You remember that time you came round not long ago and said that you were walking around London with some woman called Eve. <laughs> <laughs> she had a job in a wool shop. <laughs> no one believed that either. It was true. <laughs> I played her a song in the London Eye. The London Eye is not open at that time. <laughs> no, we watched the sunset. That's impossible. Now shut up and go home. She, she introduced me to her mad grand. She was dying in hospital. Bill. This is getting ridiculous. And then I killed myself. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. maybe you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. What about that time you said you went on that bus trip to a Goulden <laughs> Hotel? That was true. I did go to a gold hotel. Yes, and you said that it was a gold hotel with a casino in it and ten floors and an underground shopping precinct <laughs> on the M1. <laughs> and what about that time when you came and said that someone had wanted to marry your sister, but she was <laughs> underage, and so you had... Gone in her place, but then she died of window disease. <laughs> remember that one? That was a particularly foolish one. No, it was true, and I became a witch in the end of it, and it was really difficult for me because I had to keep trying to get a new sister, but they kept like running away or having their penis cut off or something. I can't remember, but it was all very difficult. And when I finally got one, I was put her in the tower and she ran away, and then I had to kill her or something. I can't remember how it worked. I think I killed her. You better arrest me, actually. I've done some pretty bad things now I think about it. (laughs) Um, You're pretty drunk. There aren't really any moles invading our planet. That is a fair, reasonable thing for a policeman to say. (laughs) They're humanoid mole people and they've dug up my kitchen. I'm going to put you in a cell for the night so you can sleep it off, you mad old weirdo. No, no, my wife. You haven't got a wife. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't, though, because they're not married, right? <laughs> yeah, He's thinking true, of getting yeah, a wife at some point. Future wife, future. yeah. They'll eat her, then they'll come for you. That is a weird thing to think. You think they're going to eat your wife and then immediately afterwards come and get a, a random policeman? Yeah, I've seen the film. That's, that's, what, that's like their dinner causes. It's wife, star, star wife, and then, yeah, then main course, main course policeman, and then like dessert pig. Right, Eric Jenkins is trying to convince the police that there's killer mole people, like in the movies, but real. Wow. And, like, unsurprisingly, PC Wilkinson is not having none of it. Hmm. PC John Wilkinson was the law enforcement in Grantville. He alone made sure no crimes, crimes Crime. were committed... Oh, and stuff them. like that. Stuff, let's say stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you just got bored. Yeah. Like you're going, he was a police officer. He to... made sure no one committed. He was a. Oh, fuck, why am I explaining what police officers do? Everyone knows yes. this. Everyone knows. He wore a hat and a uniform and he had legs. <laughs> no, no, I'm getting back to that again. <laughs> Don't need to say whether or not they've got legs. He had yeah. a head. Sorry, you had something to say? Did I interrupt? Not really, no. Not really, no. Okay, I'll carry on. Good. Nothing good. Nothing good. Nothing good. No, I was just thinking about exactly that. Just this idea that. I better fill up these pages, so what should I do? Let's describe what a policeman yeah. does. 
Mm. It's also a, maybe a thing about not planning, mm. isn't it? Like, but I'm wrong though. Mm. I get it wrong because that's not what they do. I mean, well, maybe they, in an ideal world they would. Yeah. Like in Minority Report, they stop you before you do it. <laughs> but yeah, what they actually do is catch people who catch have, committed have committed crimes. Crimes, yeah, not Otherwise, sure. you, what are you going to do? You can't arrest someone for not committing a crime, can you? <laughs> yeah. You thought about it, didn't you? Yeah, you look like. I mean, that is. I mean, yeah, that's getting really dodgy, isn't it? You look the type to commit a crime. <laughs> I'm putting you in prison. Um, in, in what way do I look the type? I'm not going to tell you my criteria, but they are very <laughs> clear to me. So, but that's not not in an idealised world. <laughs> We're not saying in an ideal world, uh, all the police will be allowed to put particular people in prison ah. just because of the way they look. Yeah, just because of the stripy shirts they're wearing. <laughs> yeah, because they've got a bag with swag written on it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, in kids' cartoons and games and mm. stuff, life's so much simpler, wouldn't it? Mm. You know the criminals, because the criminals are good enough to wear one of those... I what they called a masquerade ball. Yeah, the, the, the thing that you tie around your eyes that's got two holes for your eyes. <laughs> right? What what's that called? Like a like Hat. a face bandana, but it's face got hat. eye holes. Yeah, face <laughs> eye hat. Yeah. Eye hat. <laughs> <laughs> Girls are good enough to wear an eye hat. Uh, loads of black and white clothes, black and white stripy clothes, and a uh, a bag with swag written on it. Squirrels. <laughs> so evil squirrel squirrels. I thought you said squirrels, <laughs> and I liked it so much. I had to squirrels. Yeah, I, I liked it so much. I had to say it twenty-five times. Squirrels. 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 Is that criminal squirrels? Yeah, but Nick Nuts. <laughs> Nick Nuts. That's, 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 no, Nick Nuts is the guy that keeps stealing. <laughs> they keep stealing his TV. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, come on, squirrel minnows. Let's, let's go and steal Nick Nuts' TV again. He's like, oh, but we've we've already got fifteen TVs. Do we need another one? Come on, what, if we don't steal his TV, we're not squirrel minnows. Squirrel minnows is a kids' TV show waiting to happen. <laughs> it totally is. Mm. Nick, I mean, that is that kind of traditional, that hard put upon human character mm. who you don't really like because he's a bit of a kind of blowhard. But but also when you, when you step back and look at it, mm. he's the victim. Him because these like like we all love the squirrels. <laughs> you know they're intrepid. Yeah. They're they're kind of they're quirky. They've they've they, all got face goggles. Yeah, they've all got fa- face all got hats. Face, face, face hats. hats. Yeah, both. Some of them have got face hats. Some of them have got face goggles. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up. Mix it up. Right. But they're the they're the wisecracking fun characters. So we like them. Yeah. And obviously um, Nick Nuts. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. is a kind of like annoyed big kind of kind of human character. So we don't like him. Yeah. But yeah, when you when you step back and look this poor guy keeps buying TVs yeah. <laughs> like every week he has to buy a new TV and then a load of squirrels nick it <laughs> and take it, it to, yeah take it to their tree yeah. where they can't use it it should totally be they should hang it from a tree yeah. so when you go and find this tree it's just got loads of TVs hanging from it yeah. that because that'd look great as well well they bury them don't they so they can eat them eat them at Christmas that's, uh, <laughs> that's what Squirrels do, right? My <laughs> yeah. understanding of squirrels. They put them in their cheeks, yeah, so they can watch them later. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch TV, you have to uh, look in a squirrel's mouth. Yeah, they don't, they don't understand how video recorders work. That's that's the that's the bane of being I mean, that, a squirrel. That is probably true, but I don't know what your point is. <laughs> well, because they think that like you know, oh, watch it later. Rather than recording TV, you eat yeah. the TV and put it in your cheeks, <laughs> and then like you can watch it later. Watch it later, yeah. So why did you eat that TV, Steve the Squirrel? <laughs> well, uh, because I was busy when EastEnders was on. <laughs> what were you busy doing? Stealing the eating TV. the eating, eating the TV because you've got to eat it yeah. when it's 
it's on. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't save that show for yeah. later. You only save the one that's on, according mm. to the Scriminals. Mm. So the foolish thing is they're only ever busy eating the TV that they should have been watching. The foolish thing is the Scriminals. <laughs> the yeah, foolish thing is more. this idea and us. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the house of Nick Nuts. Well, Hello, how Mr. can I help you? Hello, Mr. Nuts. I've come to fix your TV. All right, come in and fix my TV then. Okay, I need to put it in my mouth to oh, fix it. Wait, wait, stop. Eating my TV! Oh, no, no, you squirrel! Hey, Howard, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. And I tell you what, I'm really enjoying this story generally. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, I'm it's brilliant. a really good story. Not so good. So, what I'd like yeah. is more. Okay, you can have it. I'd like more of this story because it feels like gladly. Know, it feels like there was a lot cut yeah, from was. that, you know, from this like the original manuscript probably much much longer than what's in this episode. There was, and you can see that original manuscript if you would like to see that original yes, manuscript. Yes, I would like to see that original manuscript. Where can I see that original manuscript? Get yourself over to Patreon forward slash The Man by Cows. No, 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 don't don't, don't change the name <laughs> when you're giving a URL. Okay, what was that? No, try it again. Try it again. Patreon.com forward slash Man by Cows. Cow. Yes. Or you can just go to our website, manbycow.com, and find links there too. Oh. And if you join our secret gang for as little as $2 a month, you can get all the pages from this story. And I tell you what, those oh, yeah. those pages are just one of the many. I mean, there's like the least the least good thing that you get if you join the secret gang. They're oh, good. Beg to differ. They're good and so everything, the but you get thing? so much more. At $2, you get all the extended episodes ah. of The Worst Right, all the plot so far that we don't use, and all our fun and laughter in insulting them and talking about how rubbish they are. Mm. And sometimes how good. Rarely. No, I mean, today's were really good, right? No. Check out, <laughs> <laughs> Check out the extended episode to find out how good all the rejected plots so far were. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you join at $7, you can get the complete uh, Gret Bint Steve and the Adventure of the Very Bad Dog, eight chapters, as well as loads of other stuff, including two episodes of the Man by Cow podcast series five and a bunch of other stuff. If you think you might be interested but you're not sure, then just go and have a look on Patreon and see what's on offer. You know, it's all you can see what you would get before you make any kind of decision. Yeah. And as we've said before, there is no real commitment. So if you sign up and change your mind, you can leave again. And of course, if you join the gang, not only do you get loads of brilliant stuff, but you also help us to carry on making these shows that you enjoy so much every week. So check it out, and we will be back next week with episode three of The Mole Thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's call it that. Back with The Mole Thing. Bye-bye. Drill you later. He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer.